This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content from Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash Media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Legend of Retro Amusement Park! With thrill rides so thrilling, you'll likely perish in a pit of water. Do you want to use the bathroom? Don't count on it, we will be charging for our toilets. And rest assured, we have pathways that go absolutely nowhere! It's the Legend of Retro Roller Coaster Tycoon! Can I, can I buy a ticket? It will cost you $50 and you will likely die. I, I think that's worth it. What about you, Glitch? Hey, I'm the, I'm the good. I have, all I have is $50. I will force you onto a roller coaster that will cause you to instantly puke for your $50. That actually sounds great. Um, an omnipresent claw will come out of the sky, scoop you up, and put you onto an island by yourself. Oh, can I have that? I, I could really stand for some solitude right now. Solitude you will find in the grave. <laughs> where, did, where did this water come from? <laughs> wow, <laughs> guys, we're in for we're in for a roller coaster of a good time Ooh, here on the ba-dum-bum. roller coaster tycoon episode of the Legend of Retro. Yeah, so I am Craig WK. With me as uh, usual is the Glitch. What's up? And we have a special guest with us. Deadite, you're back. I'm here. I'm Carnival Barking, and I'm talking about one of my most favoriteest games ever made. Is this a top five game for me? I'm going to say probably yes. Really? I, wow. lo- I love Roller Coaster Tycoon. You know, if we're talking PC games strictly, this is probably there. Strictly PC, it's number one. It's like this and Red Alert 2. I, I could delete every other computer game that's ever been made, in my opinion. Wow. Those are the only two computer games I need. Okay, I'll keep Space Pinball on Windows XP. <laughs> what about uh, Ski Free? Remember that game? Don't don't need it. it. It's not even in league with the other three games I mentioned. So, so Roller Coaster Tycoon was released for Windows PC on March 31st, 1999. And this simulation game has the player creating an amusement park filled with rides, concession stands, and, of course, roller coasters. I uh, So... So uh, this is obviously a game that means a heck of a lot to you there, Deadite. Uh, so when did you first play this game? It would have been probably in 1999 or the year 2000. It would have been near its release. And I think it was probably a Christmas gift from a family member. I really don't remember. I don't even remember thinking like, wow, I'd really like to play this game someday. I don't. It was just given to me. I'm like, OK. And I pop it in. I was like. This is this is wonderful, and I lost uh, a good chunk of my childhood to this game, and um, I have also lost good chunks of my adult life to this game. That <laughs> may, I, maybe we'll get into a little bit more later, but uh, and I, I, I like because I've never actually played Roller Coaster Tycoon. I I uh, actually like like I really liked Theme Park on Sega Genesis, which is sort of like you know the kind of a precursor to this. But I never really played Roller Coaster Tycoon. I didn't have a very good PC growing up. Theme Park is like eating at McDonald's where Roller Coaster Tycoon's like eating at a Ruth Chris Steakhouse, okay? <laughs> you can't even compare the two. 
And what's funny is this is the perfect like sociopath game. And that's oh, go on. like Craig, you should have played this when you were a kid because you would have went crazy with it. Really? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, the first time, so I had a buddy who was a big PC gamer. Yeah. So anytime I'd go to hang out at his house, that's how I kind of was like, oh, I want to play that game. Like he had Age of Empire and I was instantly like, I need to play Age of Empire. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he had this game and I was like, I need to get this. So yeah, yeah. I, this was probably like a Christmas 99 game for me is when I got it. And it's one of those, yeah, sunk so much time into as a kid, got the expansion packs, things like that. Wow. I uh, so I, I clearly missed out, but I, I do want to hear of course a little bit about how, you know, this would appeal to my very sociopathic <laughs> side. But first, let's talk about the, the game mechanics a little bit. Because I, I know a little bit. I, I have watched some videos of people playing it. I, I did a little bit of research here, but I I you know, when it comes to this game, it's I mean it's a simulation. Basically it's just you you have a plot of land and you start putting down stuff, right? So it, it is it is a sandbox simulator that allows you to build and manage your own theme park based around uh, attractions like roller coasters, bumper cars, Ferris wheels, uh, and uh, honestly, just uh, anything you can imagine is in a theme park outside of like Disney attractions. I'm talking like Six Flags stuff. I'm talking Cedar Point stuff. So the the pirate ship that goes left to right and swings. The, the, it's the, there. The, it's in the game. What about the Pucatron, the the spinny th- spinny wheel thing? It's called a Gravitron in the game, and it's there. Not the Pucatron, huh? Maybe that's you could trademarked. rename it. You could have renamed it. The, the Craig WK theme park could have a Pucatron in it. Oh, yep. You nice. could rename your park. You could rename the rides. You can rename the people that walked into the park. What, really? Yeah. yeah. Is that legal? I mean, it was in the game. <laughs> well, as soon enough. as you pay your money in my park, I own <laughs> there's no leaving till, till I say it's uh, it's like an a uh, like a uh, like an NBA or a uh, NFL contract. Like the, like once you're in the park and you paid the money and you're there, they own your likeness. Absolutely, they agreed to the terms and conditions. So, <laughs> so, so you know. That that's the heart of the game is build and manage a theme park. But what a lot of people who maybe haven't experienced playing the game uh, would know is there's actually levels in the game. There's different scenarios that you have to play through and try to meet objectives. So the fir- oh. the first one is hey play through a calendar year of the game and achieve. Mm-hmm. 200 people in your park or something like that is the first objective. Then the second one is play through two years of the game uh, and reach a park rating of 500. The third scenario might be play through two years of the game and profit uh, $100,000 or something, you know, and so, but these different levels give you different uh, terrains to work with, different sizes of uh, the map to work with. I know one of them early on, I don't know if we're going to talk about some of our favorite maps, but it's like Dinky Park. That is a tiny, <laughs> what is it? It's something like that. It's just a really small condensed park that you have to work with. Yeah. It gives you like constraints because it's just a small map. You can't, you can't expand the the terrain. You can't oh. grow more property. But you can. Well, not in that one. Can you? Yes, you can. Oh, you can in that yeah, one. In that See, one I remember one of them being where it was still pretty limited. It's still pretty limited, but in that one, you can still buy a little bit more property. Uh, but yeah, so the, there are also ones where you go into it, the park's already somewhat developed. But the park rating is so low, and you got to bring it back up. Oh, now what is what exactly? And this is from from somebody who's never you know played the game. What exactly is the park rating? Like how how is that determined? What is that? So it's basically based on how enjoyable the rides are, the cost, if it's reasonable. You know, do do customers get lost? Because that will happen. Customers will get they'll get stuck and lost in your park. Like they the, die in your park. Like, yeah, like uh, that time I almost died in uh, Cedar Point. Yeah, that would have brought wow. the park rain died down if uh, you would have died. Well, I'll be dang. Uh, okay, so it's sort of like a bunch of different factors yeah. that go into this. The this like you know grand rating. Yeah, there's no real concrete way unless you looked at the programming itself to understand like what you need to do specifically to bring the rating up. But I know like they have people in like panda costumes that walk around the park and that'll bring your rating up if yeah. it's it's all about the environment of the park oh. and that'll bring the rating up and you can click on the individual people and uh the, you can you can actually see their thoughts so guest 295 might say wow roller coaster one was a great value and then a few minutes later he'd be like i wish i were somewhere i could buy a drink 
or I can't find a bathroom. And those are all things that can kind of tip you off to, hey, maybe you need to build more drink stands or maybe you need to put in more bathrooms or maybe you want to raise the price of roller coaster one. If this guy thinks it was a great value, maybe you could charge a few more bucks for it. You yeah. Know? And okay. if you don't have enough benches, people are like, I wish there was somewhere to sit. So. I gotcha. So, so I have a very important question. Aside from panda suits, what other animal suit mascots oh. can you have? You can have a panda, a tiger. Yeah. I never, and an elephant. Those were the three that were in Roller Coaster Tycoon 1. Now, what ones did you guys choose? I think I had all three of them. I usually would mix it up and have all three okay. because they're all really good animals. Who, what's not to like about elephants, pandas, and tigers? I mean, you're right. I just thought maybe like there's like a theme. Like Maybe you had like Tiger Park. Well. Like <laughs> you release the, There's special <laughs> events where you release live tigers you know, throughout the park. I never had enough attention to detail to theme my parks around anything like that. It Your was, theme park wasn't themed? No, 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 it really wasn't. It was more of an amusement park. <laughs> ah. a, yes, a thrill park. <laughs> I see. Where I was really much more set on meeting the objectives. Now, I will say the second one, Dynamite Dunes, I think is what it's called, is the second... Uh, uh, set of land you're given is a western theme and there's already like a oh. train roller coaster there so I, I try to neat. western theme that a little bit with like train rides and stuff oh that's kind of cool actually yeah. now I uh, so so you know we, we kind of have the mechanics down you you have to follow certain objectives you slap stuff down on the ground uh, I would imagine there's what got to be like some kind of money factor that goes into it where you can't buy you can't just like buy all the best rides right off the bat yeah they right? had a lot of realism into the game too so you had to take out loans which you had to pay back oh. you had to have mechanics to work on the machines when stuff broke down you had to have handyman to clean up garbage and stuff if your trash cans were too full so yeah I mean there was a lot of elements like that and yeah mm -hmm. so you had a certain amount of money for each level, and depending on which one you had, more or less, depending on the difficulty, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, so you, you build a park, you build a ride, you get money from the ride, get money from the guest, build more rides, build more park, you know, build okay. a bigger park. I gotcha. And there are a couple different economic platforms that you could attempt. You could either say, hey, it's $50 to get into my park, and from there... Uh, you know, the rides are free or rides are cheap, or you could go with a free or very inexpensive gate and then charge people per ride. Oh. So you could really you could really refine how you wanted to make your money. Okay. Now, so then here's a question for you guys. When you did your parks, would you have like uh, like free access and then charge for rides? Or would you guys do the opposite where it's like, you know, like uh, uh, you have a, a, a larger uh, price up front, and then after that, there's you know it's it's a, like free to ride the rides. I was a little evil with uh -huh. mine, so yeah. I would watch the people coming in, see how much money they had, and make the price of entrance <laughs> that. Uh huh. And wait, then wait, wait a second, wait a second. Let's let's explain something. You could make queue lines, and once someone was in a queue line, they never got out of the queue line. Okay. Unless the ride broke down. Um, so Glitch is waiting for them to get in the queue lines, and then you're shaking these people down. I mean, I was waiting for them to walk into the park. Oh, okay. And I would make the park entry price that oh. much money, <laughs> so they essentially walk into the park and have zero dollars. Oh. And then every ride would be free, but the, uh, the, the entry into it was the, the cost of what, like the lowest amount of money somebody had? I mean, no. The ride so still cost money. But then they couldn't ride them. I mean, that's their problem. Wow. I mean, then the bathrooms were ten cents, so they, they couldn't use the Yeah, bathroom. yeah, we're seeing that that uh, that mafia mentality come out of our Italian friend here. I feel like it's 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 almost. Oh, you want to ride a ride? Eh? <laughs> I feel like it's almost less mafia asking more petty. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you want to ride my rides? Too bad they're a dollar each, and oh, you just spent all your money. It's just like real, real petty. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. All right. Uh, well, so what was your uh, uh, motif for, for uh, how you'd bring in you know, people? You know, sometimes there would even be restrictions to where your park had to be free for entry or your, oh. you know, like, the, again, there's different scenarios. Correct. Or okay. Um, I think I tended to like uh, a reasonable entry fee. And then still charge for the rides where I would make like the slide and the, the hedge maze. I would make some of the attractions, the some of the like basic attractions free. Like the merry-go-round might be only 20 cents or something. But to ride a roller coaster might be two dollars. And okay. I think that's kind of how I tended to do it. I gotcha. So so essentially there was a, a cost to get in. Some of the rides were free or very cheap. And then uh, now here's the big question. Did you charge people to use the restroom? 
Um, you know, typically I did not, but there were some times where dire straits were needed. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess you better have 50 cents if you want to take a dump ski. <laughs> Cause it's funny, cause like the people will walk funny when they get, you know, like they they like childlike, like walking weird, like with their hands over their lap, you know, while they're trying to find a bathroom. It's very funny. Yeah, and the same thing when they're about to throw up too. Yeah, they walk really funny with their cheeks all puffed out. That's really funny. And you got to have a handyman go and sweep up the puke. Yep. Drop that sawdust. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So did you guys catch the what this game was titled during development? No. So originally, so the game was developed by a man named Chris Sawyer who had Chris Sawyer Productions he actually programmed this entire game oh, by himself one dude yep and uh there were so there were two people who made this game him as the programmer Chris Sawyer and an artist Simon Foster who he hired to kind of do all the artwork in the game the character okay. the character sprites and everything um so originally during production this game was called White Knuckle for writing roller coasters oh but he decided to go uh, with a theme he had. A previous game was called Transportation Tycoon, which he came out in 94. So he thought, I'll just bring that tycoon name into this, hence Roller Coaster Tycoon. I feel like it's a, a lot more fitting of a name for this type of game than White Knuckle. Yeah, White Knuckle sounds like a fighter, like a yeah, fighting a game. Yeah, beat him up or yeah, something. Yeah, beat him up. Yep. Yeah. Um, he did. So it said that Chris Sawyer actually hated roller coasters before yeah. developing this game. During development, became very fascinated with the whole roller coaster process, and now loves roller coasters. Oh, go figure! I, I actually, uh, uh, and th- that's a question for you guys. I, I don't like roller coasters. I'm not a big roller coaster guy. Do you guys go to theme parks and like, uh, like Cedar Point, uh, Six Flags? Uh, what is it? Uh, God, there's a bunch of other theme parks. Uh, Around here, we have Michigan Adventure. Yeah, Bobolo Island is that one, or am I crazy? <laughs> yeah, 30, yeah, maybe about twenty years ago. Years ago, I think Bobolo closed in nine in nineteen eighty nine. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, sometimes, sometimes I uh, forget that it's two thousand and uh, What about Epcot? Epcot. So, so, so here's my thing. I actually don't really like roller coasters Wait, at all. Is Epcot closed? No, Epcot's open. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't really enjoy roller coasters. Now, mm-hmm. uh, anyone who knows a little bit about my personal life knows that I am married to a Disney fanatic. So oh. since being mar- since being engaged, because I did per- fly down to Disney World to propose, I have been to Disney parks, I think, five times in four years. Like, I'm, Really? Yeah, because since I've been married, I've gone to Disney. Oh, maybe that's not right. I've been to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I've been to Disney World four times since 2015 in Disneyland once, and then I am already have a, another Disney trip planned next April. World or land? World. World. Um, World's where I went. I went yeah. uh, to Disney twice when I was a kid. So I like the Disney roller coasters because they are more mild, but I have no desire to go to Cedar Point, which is in uh, North northern ohio mm-hmm. uh which is very popular around here for people to drive the, like the three hours or whatever you get to cedar point those are all very extreme roller coasters i don't have the any desire Raptor, to yeah. The gemini yeah i don't need to do all that i don't like that stomach drop feeling. oh yeah so, i don't like that either so let me go on the disney uh big thunder mountain or whatever splash mountain i like splash mountain I like big thunder mountain my favorite one is expedition everest which is the one where a yeti like wrecks up the track and you're oh. flying you're going through the mountains uh at disney's animal kingdom that's actually my favorite ride ever that's pretty neat i uh that's cool i'm not gonna lie splash mountain i wasn't a big fan of i i my family was like craig you gotta get on a ride and i was like no, no no i don't wanna and they're like craig you need to try one and i was like all right, like, what's the most mild one you guys have? And they're like, well, let's try Splash Mountain. And I was like, well, it sounds pleasant enough, right? And it was kind of scary. It, it's very scary. You got all those little woodland creatures singing songs, and before you know it, you're going down a waterfall. Briar Rabbit, and they're singing, and everything's a little on the racist side. <laughs> Ugh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, me, not so much. I'm not a roller coaster person. I've been to Cedar Point. I've been to Six Flags. Never been to Disneyland or Disney World. Did you ride the rides at Cedar Point? Yeah, I rode the rides. I was more into the food, as it, no yeah, surprise yeah. to most of you people. Uh, but I will say, the time I went to Six Flags, we rode on the Superman ride. Superman. Okay. And, uh, supposed to be have an you guys ever one. been on that? That one's really cool because you sit in the, in the seats, and then all of a sudden you just kind of like get lifted up, and you're, you're horizontal like Superman. And that's how you go through the ride. 
And I thought that was pretty cool. That's neat. I, I appreciate the, the, the concept of it. Uh, it so so you can ride the rides and you're it's not like it freaks you out that bad but you're you're not that into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just not into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't it's uh it's not enjoyable yeah. to have your stomach drop out of your chest. Right? Exactly. I don't li- I don't like it at all. So it it is interesting how much I enjoy this video game knowing that I don't personally enjoy riding on roller coasters. Well, I feel like this this game you're playing more of the role of god than someone that's playing on a amusement park. So Uh for the record glitch Somebody who owns an amusement park is not God. I'm, I'm just, just saying. Throw that out there. The way you don't play tell this that game. to the Disney Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I want to ask. I uh, I know that uh, like when I, I took a glance online and uh, in the game you can have like log flumes and carousels and bumper cars, haunted houses, go karts, Ferris wheels, those fancy swing ship things. I. Uh, what what kind of like roller coasters can you like put in? Like what kind of roller coasters can you make? I mean that's sort of the the main draw of the game, right? Is the roller coaster. So like what can you tell me about that? There's different ones. So there's I mean there's the old style wooden like framed type roller coasters. There's ones that twist more. They're you know single frame metal. Mm-hmm. I mean there's ones that don't even have an ending to them. Wait wait what? Yeah, you can just have them start the ride and then come back. And then what? They just are on that ride forever? No, then they get off the ride when it comes back to the station. So, so it works like a launch. You know, like it, it's got exce- you know accelerators that launch the cart forward instead of sending it up a hill to, with a pull chain. And so you'll have it go through several loops, then up a steep incline till it loses momentum, and then you fall back down backwards through the loops and everything, and you end up at the station again. Yeah, so you, oh. you end at the starting point. Is we, that like a real style of roller coaster? That seems kind of dangerous. They make things that are like that, yes. Oh, really? They have one at Cedar Point that shoots you, you know, back and forth and you spin and stuff kind of thing, but it's still oh. a roller coaster. I gotcha. I think that one was called the Shuttle Loop. Am I right? The sh- so the yes, the Shuttle Loop was so here's here's the, something a road we can go down with this. So yes, you you have you can eventually unlock through spending money in your design and research uh, mm-hmm. wing of your park, you can unlock different types of roller coasters. Like like Glitch mentioned, you start with a traditional wooden, then you might get the mini steel, and then you get the steel, then you get the corkscrew, then you get the stand-up, then you get, you know, the okay. the, the toboggan style like uh, coaster or the, the single suspension. Co- there's just there's probably tw- near 20 different types of roller coasters you can unlock. Yeah. Oh. So with that, you can do a custom build, which is really what most people do. You just do a custom build, you have fun building it, and you hope that it's not too extreme or too lame, um, and people will like it. Because th- there's ratings on your ride. If it's too aggressive, people say it's too extreme, I won't won't ride on it. The, the speed is too fast, the Gs are too much, uh, there's too many spins, and people won't ride on it if it's too much. Yeah, oh. when people walk up to the queue, if they don't walk into the queue line, they'll say something about that ride, whether it's it's not worth their value, or it's too extreme, like like Deadite said. I see. And some people will walk up to the Ferris wheel and go, I want to go some, on something more thrilling than Ferris wheel one, and then they are looking for a, a ride that's more of a medium to high to very high intensity. Almost no one ever wants to ride on an extreme or very extreme ride. Okay, so there's a lot of different levels yes. of extremity. Yes. However you want to put that. So, so to, back to the point that I was getting at, yes, mm-hmm. you can do custom builds, but uh, Glitch had mentioned that there are some pre-made ones that you can build that they tell you, hey, these are the stats and you know it will meet these customers' needs. It could be a medium, high, or low intensity, or you know, the different the different metrics they use. So he brought up the shuttle loop. The shuttle loop is one where it, it shoots you out, you do one loop, you go up a hill, you come down, you're back in. The thing about the shuttle loop, mm-hmm. it was my bread and butter. Uh-huh. It was really inexpensive to build. Yeah. It takes up almost no space and almost everyone loved it. And you and it goes quick. It doesn't. It didn't break down a lot. Um, you could build like two of them back to back and just run through people. Make a ton of money on those rides. Interesting. Because they just that ride just met so well into the niche of what the people liked in the park. You could make a lot of money, and it costs you almost nothing to build. You build a giant, really long roller coaster with a ton of drops and stuff that costs a lot of money to build. These these sh- these shuttle oh. loops or whatever they call them cost almost nothing. Yeah, and then you could change the speed. Of the ride, <laughs> just launch them to the moon, and, and they, die. they would just launch and die. <laughs> the cars go through the air, and like it's it's interesting because in my mind, even when there's music playing from the other rides, it seems like it just stops, but it doesn't really. <laughs> as the the car flies through the air, off the track, and just hits the ground, and boom, explosions, and then it's uh, then your little information ticker at the bottom of your screen goes. 
goes, you know, Shuttle Loop One has crashed. <laughs> Twenty people died on Shuttle Loop One. <laughs> so I take it this is where we can start talking about the sociopathic yeah. options for roller coaster tycoons. So like, so like, how how is it that a cart can get flung? <laughs> Like, you know, however many thousands of feet, blow up, kill 20 people, and your park does not get shut down and you get put in jail. Well, so the rating goes down when that happens. Oh, yeah. so the people are just like, and, I'm less and if you don't, to be on it. You kind of have to destroy the ride and rebuild it because what will happen is you can have your maintenance guy go there, fix mm-hmm. it up. You know, it's, 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 it's off. You know, the ride isn't available. It has like a red light. You can, mm-hmm. you know, stop the ride so no one can ride it. You click on the green light. People go up to the line, the queue, and be like, oh, that's too dangerous of a ride. I want to ride on it. So no one will get on the ride at okay, that point. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So you kind of have to demolish the ride uh-huh. and rebuild you, something else. Do you know the trick around that? Oh, what's that? The, the, trick. the trick is you demolish one section of track and re-add it, and then everything's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how unsafe that oh, ride is. No. People, it's just Because you redid something, it just wipes it out. This like, one's different. Yeah. It's way different. They totally retooled it. These carts won't crash anymore. What are the odds that this thing crashes? Like, Wait, come on. 200 miles an hour? That sounds a little dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. So, so you know, you, you can add, you know, all this, uh, uh, you know, like stuff to these parks and everything. Uh, is there now the the shuttle loop or whatever is was your favorite? Then, it, it, it was uh, my favorite I- of the preset. And you know you could go and as you got so the, so the the shuttle loop was what I think you'd call a steel roller coaster. I think that was the the build that it was. Um, mm-hmm. And it it just loops. That was as advanced as that can get. But as soon as you got to the stand up roller coaster, which for any Cedar Point fans listening was like the Mantis, or if you get to the Corkscrew, from there you can add different inverted elements like corkscrews and and twists and things like that so you can still do a shuttle loop type roller coaster that launched but you go through corkscrews you go through different events and then come back down so i would actually make a lot of those in my park because again you made a lot of money Mm -hmm. off them yeah i I think i think the building of the rides was the most fun part about the game i got so making your own custom design and then you could save it too you could save the designs and then like reuse it yeah so that if you want to reuse it later in that level you know, you just click on, you know, Tony's ride one, and there it is. It pulls back up. I gotcha. I uh, did. You guys happen to see what this game had cost when it came out? No, because I mean, I, this was definitely nothing I bought when I was a kid. I didn't have a job. I'm very interested to find out. Five ninety nine. Wait, it was five dollars and ninety nine cents. It was five ninety nine upon release. Where and how? Yeah, you talking about the physical edition of it was five dollars and ninety nine cents. Yep, that's what. That's what the internet said. The I think the internet is lying because it's five dollars and ninety nine cents now. On yeah, Steam. seriously, how could that be? I mean, I was I was looking at the. What? No, 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 no. Are you looking at Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic? No, I was looking at one. Because I will tell you, uh, as we sat here recording this sh- this show, I I downloaded a uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic, which is a port of the first and second game combined on the mobile phone, and it is five dollars and ninety nine cents. Then maybe that's what I was looking at. That might be because I thought that was so strange. I was like, how is this there's even possible? No, there's no way in nineteen ninety nine this game cost this cost that little. Money. Yeah, I'm there's need no to way. Look it up. I uh, now I will say this was the best selling PC game of nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I mean, so I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it was maybe a little lower in price, but I mean, like if it was five ninety nine, it'd be like the best selling PC game ever. Like everybody would have bought it because who wouldn't buy it for five ninety nine? It was also the second best selling game of two thousand, which uh, it was oh. just right behind The Sims. Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be danged. Yeah, it's you're amazing. playing it right now. I've literally just downloaded it on my phone. <laughs> I've avoided putting this on my phone. It's just on a tablet I have. But after this conversation, I was like, well. I guess uh, guess I'm gonna be playing this. Game. By uh, <laughs> by 2002, they had sold over four million copies of this game. Wow, man! And then by uh, by that time, he had also was a Sawyer had also earned thirty million dollars in revenue from just the first game. Five ninety nine ain't bringing that in. I mean, it could if it's a little bit of coach. I don't know four, what's to figure out four million dollars times. <laughs> That's five ninety nine. That that, that 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 doesn't equal out. No, and not exactly. Nope, it doesn't. I. Uh, so uh, another uh, uh, big question I wanted to ask you guys uh, for this episode is, uh, uh, and it's it's pretty important. What would you say is your favorite carnival food when you go to amusement parks? 
So for me, that would have to be deep fried Twinkies. Nice. I don't know if I've ever had a deep fried Twinkie. It's really good. <laughs> Sounds really good. What about you, Deadite? Uh, well, I actually need to leave this recording because I am going to purchase one this evening. Oh, that's right. At a local uh, spree, if you would. I'm getting an elephant ear, boys. Elephant ears are I your love an elephant ear so much. It's a good choice. Yeah. I uh, I think my favorite might be the big, giant, soft pretzels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really like uh, jumbo pretzels. I'm now in my head thinking, like, am I going to have time to maybe swing by uh, the, the festival and get a pickup uh, giant pretzel? Mm, uh, but uh, I don't know if I will or not. I show. mean, they're good. I mean, th- there's really no wrong choice. There really isn't. I mean, I would say that there's some that are better than others. Like, a funnel cake isn't as good as an elephant ear. It's true. But it's funnel cake still good. The funnel cakes hold the grease in a different way that always causes me to empty my bowels before I make it home. <laughs> So, me and funnel cakes, we don't need to hang out. I, I will say that uh, uh, certain things I do feel are maybe a little bit more boring compared to others. I mean, like, I've never had a uh, deep fried Twinkie, but I can tell you with 100% honesty, I would rather have a deep fried Twinkie than a snow cone. Yeah. I mean, a snow cone is fine, but, like, I mean, it's not a giant pretzel. It's not an elephant ear. It's not a funnel cake. It's not a deep fried Twinkie. A snow, clo- snow cone is a glorified popsicle. And also, what do you guys think about cotton candy? I kind of like cotton candy, but I mean, I've not had it in a long, long time, so I might not enjoy it as much as I did when I was a kid. I don't like cotton candy at all. It's tough to eat when you got a little bit of moisture. It's 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 a bad bad scene. Yeah, I mean, it's not a good time. I I think I would rather have uh, cotton candy over a snow cone, which is just uh, you know snow that's trying too hard. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) snow that's trying too hard. (laughs) So so I want to get back to talk about roller coaster tycoon. Oh yeah, I thought we were. So one thing that I I always Mm -hmm. found difficult as a child and as I met other people, they would agree is there wasn't the tutorial doesn't really exist. It's kind of like you're given this platform with all these tools. And when you click on things, they're not really descriptive what they what they do. So the game actually has a ton of trial and error. So if you're not willing to play through the scenarios and learn the mechanics of the game and what all the different tools like I know people that played the game and had for years and had no idea you could invest more money to and and select your research like if I just want to research roller coasters I can just acquire new roller coasters. People didn't know that. People didn't know you could pay back the loan or take out more loans. You know what? That's another thing we didn't touch on. You could do ads too, so you could put money towards having free tickets available in the newspaper or do advertisements on TV for your for your park. So you can put money towards that stuff. Build a new ride. You build Roller Coaster 9, because I never named my Roller Coaster because I was lazy. Uh, Just run an uh, an ad campaign for Roller Coaster 9 to get more people in the park to ride it. Okay, and so a lot of that stuff though is is not explained very well in the game. No, you have no. to you have to click into these menus and find this stuff. And who knows? Maybe it's explained in the booklet. I certainly wasn't reading any booklet. <laughs> <laughs> he was throwing them into a pile and uh, yeah. just collecting them. Yeah, this was 1999. No, thank you. So I do have to ask because you have the classic version now. You have it on PC too as well, right? The so, classic on Steam. So I have Roller Coaster Tycoon two on Steam, and I have Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic on my phone. But mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to if we want to wait for all the different versions of Roller Coaster Tycoon I've bought. Well, that's what I was going to ask. So, what versions did you buy? Okay, so mm-hmm. I <clears throat> the the year was two thousand and fifteen. Uh, oh, quite a few years after. I lived alone in an apartment, and uh-huh. my fiance lived an hour away. Mm-hmm. I had a Mac computer. There's no way to play any Roller Coaster Tycoon that's not Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 on a Mac. I didn't want to play Roller Coaster Tycoon 3. Fancy graphics, no thank you. Mm-hmm. I want I want to keep it old school. Yeah, yeah. I, for $11, bought a copy of Roller Coaster Tycoon, the original game, for the original Xbox off eBay. Oh, yeah, that existed, didn't it? And you used a controller to play it. A very clunky way to play it, but... I quickly was reacquainted with my childhood problem, mm-hmm. but as an adult, where I'm playing the game, yeah, having a great time, it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just got to do this, this, and this, and I'll go to bed. Check my watch. It's 3 in the morning. <laughs> what happened? How did this happen? Because I could get so sucked into this game. Uh, so I have it on original Xbox. Mm-hmm. I have it downloaded phone. I have Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 on Steam. Um, but also... Uh-huh. 
I bought Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D on the 3DS. No. Was it any good? If I had to count the minutes I've spent playing it, I think I could do it on all my fingers and toes. It was that really bad. bad. It was really bad. Oh. And that's why I'm really skeptical about skeptical of any Roller Coaster Tycoon game that isn't one or two. Because mm-hmm. anything else to me, I'm like, I don't know if that's what I'm going to like. Yeah. So the timeline goes in 1999, the first one came out. Two came out in 2002. Which was the same game engine. Yeah, basically it was the exact same, just more rides. Mm-hmm. Okay. 2004 is when Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 came out. Different uh, development company, different... Uh, different game engine and stuff. Yeah, publisher. Uh, it was more 3D. Like it was, in, it, you could get into the world itself. We could ride the rides. Mm-hmm. You could. It's just mm-hmm. more zoomed in. Yeah. And then nothing until 2012 when Roller Coaster 3D came out. Man. And it was bad. It was uh, real bad. And then finally in what 2016 they came out with the classic. 2017. Well, so so they had Roller Coaster Tycoon 3D. Then we got Roller Coaster Tycoon for mobile. Yeah, there's which a, lot is of a mobile. microtransaction mobile game uh. that you know I played. <laughs> oh no, you played that one too. <laughs> I played it because that game I think actually is what sucked me back into. Let me get the original one for the Xbox. Let me go ahead and and get this one for 3DS that was atrocious. And here here's a problem. <laughs> Here's a problem, fellas, that I that I fight every single day. Yeah. There's a new roller coaster tycoon game on the Nintendo Switch. And I think it got bad reviews, but is that no. gonna stop me? It, is that gonna stop me? Of all <laughs> I mean, probably not if you got the 3DS version. No, so I read that it's like just a port of one that's on mobile. It's called Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch, right? That was the, yeah, because they, they rebranded mobile roller coaster tycoon four mobile got rebranded roller coaster tycoon touch, I think. Yeah, so it's the same thing. It's just uh just a port of it. So it's a port of that with no microtransaction. No, it's well it might not have the microtransaction because it is on the Switch, but and it's it was essentially like a, the same game. It's like a forty dollar game. It yeah, it doesn't get good reviews. Well, Target.com gave it a five out of five, so I mean if Target loves it, it's gotta be good, right? <laughs> roller coaster tycoon adventure is what this one's called. The one on the Switch. Hmm. I don't know, guys. It could take me down a dark path. <laughs> don't do it. I think the classic is the way to go. Now, I mean, you know, you you've you've obtained every other roller coaster type. Well, that's not true. Game. I skipped three in in its entirety, and I didn't play two until maybe three years ago. Oh, okay. I so was really strict on just old school roller coaster tycoon and there's even aspects about two that i don't like i don't think you can run a shuttle uh, a shuttle loop coaster oh and number two at least at least as far as i played it i couldn't you couldn't initiate a launch sequence um in the same way and it wouldn't function the same game's way. dumb stupid i thought it was dumb yep, i stopped playing it. it i stopped yep. playing it because i couldn't build my favorite kind of coaster can't kill the and it, they did the same people. thing in this one i have on the phone the roller coaster tycoon classic the port which combines one and two for the mm. cell phone plays pretty well but you you can't do a shuttle loop why even play the game really yeah that's trash yeah but i mean it's worth five bucks you should probably download it. <laughs> uh, I did want to talk about a glitch that I found out is in Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. Yeah, what's that? Uh, it's called the Fast Money Glitch. And what you do is in the second game, there's Can a... Can I start calling you Fast Money Glitch? Fast Money Glitch. Fast Money Glitch. Hey, it's Fast Money hey, Glitch. Hey, you got those, you got those papers? <laughs> uh, in the second game, there's a swamp terrain that you can use. Mm-hmm. And you can stack it. And so what you do is you, you build these giant stacks of swamp terrain... Enough so that you can build a roller coaster on top of it. Then you save the roller coaster with the terrain as one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then when you go to build the roller coaster, so uh, Craig, you never played it, but but did I remember this? When you go to select a roller coaster and it has a default design, it kind of shows you like how it's gonna look. Like it has like this grayed out area on mm-hmm. the on the squares, and it shows like oh, this is what space it's gonna take up. Does it fit in the area you're trying to build? Are there trees in the way? Things like that. Yeah. So when you go to select this swamp roller coaster that you saved, uh, when you when you put your cursor on the map, all of a sudden the tiles start turning white, and it like kind of just saves the terrain as a roller coaster. So you haven't actually like placed the roller coaster. You're just moving the cursor over the map, mm-hmm. and the tiles are changed into white. You go to the demolition screen. Now, when you destroy a ride, it gives you money back for the ride. Oh. So you just start deleting these white tiles, and you can select like a large group of tiles to delete from. You're just getting money. 
I'll be danged. So you just go back in the screen, select your ride, move the cursor around a little bit, clean out the white, and you got some more money. Hmm. That's, uh, uh... It's great. Yeah, it's real slick. Fast money glitch. Fast money hey, glitch. Fast money glitch. Uh, there was one thing. On, so the speed running wasn't very entertaining. All of them are broken <laughs> up based on the levels, which. How fast can you go if the level's like play two years of this level? So, oh, it'd be like first to reach 500 guests in your park kind of thing? So, yeah, it's all the ones that are minimum of guests, minimum of park rating. Uh-huh. And then there is a f- like a fast forward percent as well. Mm-hmm. So there's ones where you play it in real time. There's ones where you use the fast forward. But I decided to see what was the longest record. Like, what was the one that took the longest to, to beat a, a level? And there was one guy who, who took 33 minutes to beat one level. And I decided, oh, well, let me see what he does a little bit. So I watched the first, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I fast forward to the end. This poor man. Uh-huh. So the, the requirement is 1,000 guests with a park rating of 600. He got to 998 guests. And his park rating was like 700 something. And all of a sudden, one of his rides crashed. And 20 people died. And his rating plummeted. So it took him like another four minutes to get the rating. But it was just funny to kind of see this guy like like ready to click the button to end the run. And all of a sudden, it's just like, ride two has crashed. Man, 20 people have died. Listen, listen, scrub. What you need to do is you need to be sharper on making sure that your mechanics are scheduled to maintenance those rides every 10 minutes so people don't die. Yeah, but when you're going fast. He was going, going too going fast. fast. He flew too close to the sun. <laughs> he was irresponsible with his guests. Much like Icarus, his wings burst into flames yeah. and he lost four minutes. Much like Icarus. Yep. I think that's I think that's, that's the a lesson went, learned right? right there. Yes. Man. So I uh, uh, any any other thoughts before uh, we chat a little bit about the uh, the music for the game? So you go ahead. You go ahead. No, guest. no, you go. You You're go. the guest. Did I you go first? I don't know if I had a good thought, so why don't you go? <laughs> okay, then I, I'm starting to think neither of you guys have a good thought. Craig, but give me something. You're the most experienced with this game, you go first. Uh, I feel like if you like <laughs> roller coasters and you like simulations, this is the game for you. Also, if you liked Theme Park, because honestly, I really enjoyed Theme Park. And now listening to you guys, I'm thinking like, man, I always thought Theme Park could be a little bit more sociopathic. What did you play Theme Park on, by the way? Second Genesis. Okay. My brother had it for the Atari Jaguar. <laughs> the Jaguar? I bought it for my friend for his birthday on original PlayStation. Nice. PlayStation's probably the way to play. Yeah, it probably no. is. No, there is no way to play Theme Park because <laughs> it's garbage. What? It was fun. If you think Theme Park is fun, Theme Park is as fun as dumping battery acid in your eyes in comparison to playing Roller Coaster Tycoon, which is actual fun. So you're saying Theme Park is the snow cone of the, uh, the <laughs> concession stands. If the snow cone had urine on it, yes. <laughs> let's, let's just listen to this. It's not Lemonade, Craig. That's not a real Theme Park game. Let's just, let's just get to the music. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom we appreciate our sponsors, of course, and uh, let's uh, chat about the music, question mark? There's really not a lot in this game. Outside of the individual rides having themes that are nothing special at all, uh, <laughs> there is actually just a strangely haunting t- tune that leads you into the game that we played at the beginning of the show when we yeah. had the Carnival Barker bit going. Um there was something weird, like playing this game at like midnight, sitting in my parents' kitchen as a kid. That like you hear you hear this theme going, you're like, is an evil clown gonna murder me right now? <laughs> like just I never, uh, I the theme always made me uncomfortable, but I always uh, feel the thrill of fun when I hear it. I'm always like, I'm about to have a great time. Now we are absolutely going to listen to that creepy, creepy theme. Uh, there's no way we're not. I. Uh, and hopefully clowns don't murder us, uh, you know, while we're listening to it. Uh, but the music was composed by Alistair Brimble. Uh, now, he... Sounds actually, like it was composed by Alistair Crowley. <laughs> Alistair Brimble. It's like Alistair Crowley's less cool brother. 
Alistair Brimble. Uh, Brimble. <laughs> Brimble. Uh, who uh, actually had uh, a few games that caught my attention uh, that he composed music for. Fantasy World Dizzy. Uh, he did a lot of like the Codemasters uh, games. Uh, as far as that goes, he he did a whole lot of like licensed uh, video games and ports for handhelds, uh, like in the like early two thousands and stuff. Uh, so he's actually done quite a lot of stuff. His 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 list is is pretty long, uh, and there's actually maybe another game we'll chat about uh, in a bit where he had his hand in the music. But uh, <laughs> uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and listen to uh, the theme, the title theme of uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon One, and hope we don't get murdered. that knife oh <laughs> my apologies i uh it just popped in my hand somehow i feel like i feel like the like what we should be hearing after that music starts streaming like streaming down is like <laughs> <laughs> just like creepy creepy laughter i feel like it's just really very unnerving. Like it gets a little bit happier, like as it goes on, uh, becomes a little bit more traditional carnival. But like it gets, it's really has like kind of an underlying darkness to it at the start. Yeah, it's kind of haunting because I remember being in my basement because that's where our computer was. Like one in the morning, all the lights are off. Yeah. The only light coming from the screen of the computer, and you hit that, you get to the menu after after killing thousands of people on a ride. And then, like, there's a, a brief flash of and then, motion yeah, you, out of the you corner you of your eye. You see something in the, in, the, in the basement. You stop and you look, and there's nothing there. Yeah. Also, before that kicks yeah. in, there's the sound of, like, the, the titles. There's a first, like, title screen about, like, the development, like, the publisher. There's, like, the, the chain. Like, the oh, yeah, that's chain. right. It's like the chains go up. <laughs> and, like, even that was, like, kind of alarming and a little too loud. Yeah, the Hasbro intro, we would come down from the top of the screen. Like he said, it was chains. <laughs> That's so weird. That is really, really weird. I uh, so that like I mean like you know each, each of the rides have like their own little like you know carnivaly type theme, but like the music doesn't really stray far from that. So there's really not a lot to say when it comes to the music. Not much to play. I uh, but I uh, I do want to ask what are what are your guys' sort of like final thoughts on Roller Coaster Tycoon One? It's definitely a game that was above before its time. Mm-hmm. I think for simulators. It had that step up from SimCity, you know, then Zoo Tycoon started coming out. It was kind of like the one that kind of pushed the whole tycoon further, yeah. the whole simulator process. I think Roller Coaster Tycoon was the big step for mm-hmm. that. And did I? It, so I, I know I've talked about this on, on GameZilla. I don't know if I've ever st- talked about this on this podcast. The reason this game is magically addictive mm-hmm. is because it... it meets the, I don't know if you, you can, it's a psychological thing or what, what category you put this under, but the, it's a concept of flow. Flow is something that you mentally engage with when your brain is challenged enough to be stimulated, mm-hmm. but not overly challenged to the point where there's frustration. So for, for a lot of people, it's playing music. You just get in the zone and you can do it for hours. And a really good video game can achieve that where you get you get sucked in, you're comfortable with the game, and you can just continue to go. Um, that's why 
this game is really effective because it has an actual effect on your brain that causes you to relax and comfort into just playing it for hours on end. You lose track of time. So someone who's a graphic designer who just can sit down and, and draw and make yeah. things, that that's something they achieve. When I used to do a lot of video editing, you achieve that area of flow where you're working with your tools and you're just in the moment creating. Mm-hmm. And this game created that in my mind. And that's what gave me uncontrollable uh, loss of time while playing it. And, it, and it's uh, it's indicative of great game design. No, that's awesome. I uh, And especially for just one dude, it is super impressive. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is definitely a game I wish I had uh, uh, more time with, so maybe I'll end up uh, looking into, I don't know, the Switch version, the, the classic version. You play it on the PC, stream it, and I will just watch all the time. <laughs> Yeah, the fact that Chris Sawyer was able to program this entire game by himself is, yeah, a a testament to how good this game is, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, his game, uh, Transportation Tycoon, it 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 looked like it was a fun game. I watched a little bit of gameplay. I mean, all you could really do were you could build trucks and ships and trains and planes. But then do you know what else you could also build? What's that? Monorail. Monorail? Monorail? Monorail. I hear those things are awfully loud. I guess they glide as softly as a cloud. <laughs> I mean, is there a chance the track could bend? <laughs> on your life, my Italian friend. <laughs> good save. Good save there, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're very welcome. I tell you what, guys, before I uh, put my foot in my mouth and totally ruin this episode, uh, let's go ahead and jump right into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. So, uh, did I, you, uh, I mean, in the, the, the last batch episodes you, you, you were with us, I mean, I didn't feel like the, uh, the Retro Relapse was, you know, the, you know, that Penguin game was pretty good. Yeah, and, uh, uh, also I got say, Penguin Boy! <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Oh, I'm so glad you remember that. <laughs> uh, it just makes me so happy. Uh, but, uh, today you brought us something a little different. So, I am notorious within the GameZilla media community Mm -hmm. and the fans and friends of Legend of Retro for having and enjoying really poor games and just (laughs) just embracing bad video games. Uh And I tried really hard for the first couple of times I was invited to be on the show here, uh, if you guys asked me to bring a Retro Relapse game, to bring something of respectable quality. Not today. (laughs) I was like, no, no, I I think we're going to finally dig deep because I wanted to do something that was thematic. If we're covering one game, I like to have a tie in to what I bring for the relapse if possible. Sure, sure. So Mm -hmm. I brought a game that was also published by Atari. Uh, Driver 2 Advance. It is the Driver 2 game for the GBA. Yes. (laughs) Now, right off the bat, I am going to uh, just go out on the line and say, technically, the technical specifications of this game are fairly impressive. Like, for a GBA game, it technically looks good. Yeah, it plays like a DS game. It, it, it I, but, uh, so, so. Uh, Glitch, you you played a little bit of the story mode. I did the free drive mode. How did you feel about the the story mode? I was terrible at it, so I couldn't get away from the cops. It was just me running into everything. I couldn't pick up my boys. The mission was to pick up my boys. I couldn't find them. So. No, I did the free drive mode, and I was able to get away from the cops. But for me, on my end, I was just driving, and I'd make a turn. And then the cops would be like, like, like spin out or whatever, and I'd keep going. And I'd keep driving and drive and drive. And there's hardly anyone on the road. And we're supposed to be in Chicago. And I feel like traffic should be a little bit more cluttered. But the game can't make that have that many like sprites moving all at the same time. And you make a turn. And then you drive. And then you drive. And finally, I just started crashing into things in order to end it. <laughs> That's how life goes. That's how life goes, Craig. That so, might be my drive home today. <laughs> just like, I, I just, I can't be expected to deal with all this. It's just, it's been going for so long. Skirt. I, but I, so, so. Donnie, uh, what what is your experience with this game? Because you own this, right? I, I own this, and it was a, it was a game that I 
probably got for Christmas or wanted as a child because I liked playing Driver and Driver 2 on the PlayStation at my friend's house. So when they announced it for Game Boy, I was that kid that got suckered into like, oh, it's a game I like somewhere else. It will be great on the Game Boy. (laughs) That's why I have so like I almost brought Tekken Advance. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) So if we ever do an episode on Tekken 3, we'll play Tekken Advance immediately after because it's basically Tekken 3 ported to the Game Boy Advance. (laughs) Oh, God, it's got to be bad. So I have a lot of a lot of those kind of games. And. I remember, you know, being really impressed because it is a 3D driving game. It for the GBA, which is sort of like a portable Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like technically, it's impressive. Technically, because the the Game Boy Advance is actually a 32-bit system. Right, right. So it so it's capable of playing subpar ports of PlayStation games. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we got here, uh, and. You know, I remember as a child, like being like, "Oh man, this is cool!" And you play the first couple levels. And I remember being real into it as a mm-hmm. kid. I remember getting to probably the mission I'm on and just being like, "This is hard. Like, it's not uh-huh. easy to drive. The cops are ramming you everywhere, and every mission is like, "Hey, go to this location, pick these people up, and drive them to another location." It's just crazy taxi where you're allegedly committing crimes. Um, huh. So it, the gameplay was was really monotonous, and I just like like I mentioned while we were playing it, I probably hadn't turned the game on in fifteen years before today. Okay, so so what are we giving this on the eight bit scale? Because I, I I think I'm gonna have to go like a a, a I don't know I I think I'm gonna say a three out of eight, but I feel like that's really really being harsh because like technically it is impressive. It's just I didn't have fun. Like it was just. I was just driving. Like and the cops would occasionally bump into me. And then I make a sharp turn and rinse repeat. So I'm gonna say a three and a half. And that's only because I give it an, an extra point to get to the three and a half because of the music. I did enjoy I noticed the music when I was driving around it was pretty good. In the free drive mode, I didn't really catch a lot of the, okay. uh, the music. So so maybe the story mode like has more themes. And interesting note, I uh, mentioned earlier that we would bring back up uh uh our friend Alistair Brimble, he is one of the composers for the drive uh, for Driver Two, uh, and I I don't know if it was specifically the GBA version, but I know he did a lot of handheld ports, so I presume he also did the music for that. Daddy, do you know if you could like change the station, kind of like how you can do in Grand Theft Auto? You know, if if we want to go on a time machine and ask me when I was oh. twelve playing <laughs> this game, I'm having an answer for you. But uh, I, I there's no way I put more than eight hours into playing this game mm-hmm. total in my life. You know, it just wasn't a game I played a lot because I got to a point where I got stuck and I I never went back to it yeah. uh, because it, it, the difficulty spiked. Just like the original Driver game where you have to drive around in like that parking that parking structure like is the intro mission. Some people never made it past oh, that. Oh, it's, impo- it's almost impossible. Yeah. yeah. What, Even playing today, it's still very difficult. Wow. Yeah. What, uh, do you, what do you give it on the bit scale? Yeah, yeah. I was going to give it a three and it, it it really only gets there because it is technically impressive. If it wasn't so technical, like, you know, technically impressive, I don't really know another way to phrase that. Uh, <laughs> so it's not so redundant, but I, uh, I, uh, yeah, it would probably be a little lower because it was just real dull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Couldn't get my boys. And, and, and I, uh, Fast cash glitch could not. Uh, hey. <laughs> is that what it was? Fast cash glitch. Fast, fast money glitch. Fast, fast find money his, glitch. Couldn't get his boys. Could not get his boys. That's a shame. I. Uh, but I tell you what, guys. Let's go ahead and uh, chat a little bit about our music bracket that's going on. We have character themes. Uh, so character themes are going up against each other. I. Uh, shall we go ahead and uh, jump into the the first one? Yeah. So the the first song we have is uh, the theme of Gino. It's called Goodbye Gino. Uh, And it is composed by Yoko Shimomura uh, for Super Mario RPG. Uh, Let's go ahead and uh, give this guy a listen.
is the theme of Gino from Mario RPG. I uh, now I uh, I uh, what's interesting with this matchup is that we have two themes that are, you know, fairly different, different tones and stuff, but both are composed by the same person. Yoko Shimomura also worked on Street Fighter 2, uh, as well as uh, uh, Isao uh, Abe. I mean, when you're great, you're great. So I mean, yeah, it's that is true. Uh, so let's go ahead and give Guile's theme a listen. Uh, this is another one of our character themes. on the Sega Genesis uh, that has been chosen for uh, uh, the purposes of our bracket. Now, you, if you would have asked me which version of that song I would have liked before hearing that version, I would have probably said the Super Nintendo. Super or Arcade. That is so great. I it's, love that version right there. The, the Sega Genesis is so hit and miss with music because a lot of people didn't know how to work that sound chip. And uh, when they brought the Street Fighter 2 games uh, over to uh, uh, Sega Genesis, like they knew what they were doing. Because uh, that does. It sounds really good. Uh, and it's it, it's really interesting to me because both these themes are composed by the same person, but they're vastly different. Totally different tones, different things they're going for. So it'll be interesting to see the uh, the matchups here. Uh, now, uh, as far as that goes... Uh, if you would like to know who picked what for our uh, uh, bracket, you know, make sure to check out our Patreon page uh, over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Uh, if you uh, are giving $5 a month, you get access to our bonus episodes. Uh, the most recent Game Shark episode we did as of this recording, so the June episode, uh, has that, uh, like us doing a draft uh, to, to choose our songs. So uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, but otherwise, if you'd like to go ahead and vote, make sure to jump on our Facebook page. Uh, you can vote on our Twitter account. Uh, you have our Discord. And then for even $1 a month, you get not only an extra vote for uh, uh, being a member of Patreon, uh, but you also get our Retro Relapse videos, uh, so long as it, we didn't have a special guest. So, you know, no no video of us playing Driver 2, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, uh, anytime those are available, they we put them up early on uh, Patreon. Uh, and that, of course, is patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Make sure to check that out. Uh, Tonight, you are a host of a show on the GameZilla Media Network. Tell us a little bit about your yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. True. You I, brought it up earlier, but what show? It's true. I'm on the GameZilla podcast where we cover current event in, in gaming. So we talk about uh, what happened uh, each week in the in the world of gaming when it comes to different news that comes out. Talk about what we've been playing and, uh, you know community updates, we answer emails from the fans, that sort of thing. So if you're uh, a fan of retro games, but then you also try to keep up with what's going on in the world of current gaming, hey, listen to the Games of the Podcast. Have a good time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, you guys uh, record live every uh, Monday uh, evening. Uh, around what time? Yeah, usually we're live around 7 o'clock on Twitch. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Games of the Media is uh, where you can tune in and, and watch us, and then the episodes go live Monday, uh, Tuesday morning. Available Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you listen to the Legend of Retro podcast, you can listen to the GameZilla podcast. Awesome, awesome. Well, Dana, it's been great to have you on another episode here, uh, especially for uh, a game that means so much to you as uh, this one does. Uh, even if you said the game I liked earlier was was like eating a pee-pee snow cone. <laughs> Craig, uh, once you play Roller Coaster Tycoon, 
you will understand that you have been blindfolded and fed slop your whole life. <laughs> this will open your eyes to a whole new world of uh, theme park video game simulator flavors. It's what I need more of in my life is uh, theme park video game simulators. I. Uh, but I tell you what, I think that's about all the time we have for uh, today's episode. We're going to catch you all next time when the legend continues. continues.